Six pack lap at that. I got my boy Arian Messi Kamesi. And we got Wild Bill. We're going to call him. He's wild. He's wild. Sensible Bill. Sensible Bill McCarthy um, (laughs) in the house. Billy Mack in the house. And we are doing the men's power rankings. We did the women's episode. If you haven't heard it, double back. Give it a listen. Let us know what you think. But the men's, I don't know about you guys, but I got some shakeups. And I'm assuming you guys got some shakeups. I think we might get into some arguments here. I think we might we might debate some calls. But just so everyone understands what we're doing here, once again, for the power rankings, it's not just use dots or IPF points to, and give the top 10. Otherwise, it's not a fucking podcast discussion really to be had there. It's a discussion we're looking for. So we're basing this off of not just achievements you've done in the first quarter of 2022, but possible showdowns that are, are coming up ahead that we feel excited about. The powerlifting community feels excited about. It's going to impact the powerlifting community. What you've already done, the stature you've already done previously, your previous body of work that you bring in that doesn't go away because you haven't lifted yet in 2022. It might hurt a little because you've been a little inactive, but it doesn't just wipe the slate clean. Like if Taylor Atwood had not lifted yet, He's not a bum who doesn't make a list on the power rankings when we know what he's about to do. Or maybe he does. We'll have to see what you guys say. It depends on how much people weigh this. You know what I mean? So um, there's hype. There's potential showdowns. There's meaningful. We talked about it in the women's episode, not just for yourself, but if you're on Team France or Team USA at the Worlds, there's a major battle between Team France and Team USA. So then your particular showdown becomes that much more meaningful for your nations, people watching as a sport, and even historically. So this all matters. Hype matters. Star power matters. Um, You know, what you've previously done, what you did in the first quarter, and what we think you might do and trending to do. And head-to-head showdowns. You're not just doing it at a local meet. You're doing it against somebody else. So anyone listening... All of us are weighing these differently. We don't have fucking, there's no scientific way of weighing it all the same. It's a totally opinion. So there it is, man. We did this on purpose to stimulate debate. If you think we are off, come at me, bro. Come at me. I'll debate in the DMs or hit me up in, in the stories. And, and I'm down for a little powerlifting debate. Okay. So let's start with uh, the number 10. Arian, who you got, sir? Yeah, I was going to just open up and say, like, I I thought the women's side was a little bit more clear cut to me. And I think it was where there's more women's depth on the IPF side than the USAPL side. On the men's side, I think there's still quite a bit of depth on the USAPL side with, you know, Ashton and Bob and uh, Brandon and Daniel Clements and Russ and Sean and all them. So it was a little bit tougher for me figuring out the men's of how I wanted to put them in there and trying to figure out also who I think is going to win Worlds. Because for Worlds, you know, 66s, 83s, 93s, 105s, 120s, they're all uh, going to be a quite a bit of a battle. So it was tough for me for this 10 spot, and maybe you guys will have a better pick for me. But originally I had Austin Perkins in there, but obviously he got injured. Uh, we'll see when he he's back to full strength and back on the platform. So I took him off of my list right now, and I want to replace him with another USAPL person. So I went with uh, Brandon Petrie because he has potential there with what direction he wants to go with, especially I think, you know, he weighed in like around 93 at his last meet. So if he goes down to 90, 
I think he's going to be more competitive at nationals at 90 and could be good for him as far as a performance. But if he goes up to 100, he has potential also continue to fill out his body and build up his total kind of like Bob Matthews has been doing to make himself more competitive. So it's kind of just depends on what path he takes and how he performs at nationals. So I just put him at 10 for now. What are you thinking, Bill? All right, I got a, I got a new name on my list. And everyone loves a comeback story. I got Mike T sitting there at number 10. Holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, came back, he hit a 895 total. Basically, I mean, I, I didn't know he was competing. I just kind of like, I think the day before, maybe the morning of, someone's like, did you see his names on this list? I'm like, no way. And I'm like, <laughs> boom, there he is. He hit it and he, he put up a huge meet. Really, really good for him. I mean, he hasn't competed for, for I think it's four or five years, something like that. But, um, you know, if he... He has the potential. Obviously, he's not going to IPF Worlds or any of that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if he's going to the USAPL route still or the IPF route. Maybe he goes to USAPL Nationals. I have no idea. But if he was going to IPF Worlds, he would be my pick to win the 120 kilo plus class Holy this shit. year. Holy Just because he's got the pedigree. He obviously has the, the potential and the training and all that stuff. Like Mike T's the man. I got him number 10. Wild Bill is out. Back in business, baby. Wild Bill is out now. Yeah, we're shooting from the hip, and he's hip when he shoots. I'm going to go with um, Anatoly, and the reason why I have him 10 and the reason why I have him, quote-unquote, low, and this is a guy who obviously was the best lifter of the IPF World Championships, beating out guys like Jesus Oliveras, Jonathan Keiko, Russell Orhe. You know, the reason why he's this low is because I – I don't, he has obviously hasn't competed since the IP or since uh, Europeans, which he came second um, to Emil in a major upset. He had previously beaten Emil in head to head competition. So his last competition wasn't amazing. And then on top of that, I have very little hope he's going to be competing. The reason why he's still on the list. And I would respect if you gentlemen do say like, you know what? I took him off the list because I just can't see him competing. And uh, we'll, we'll, so for right now, I can't have him on the list because I honestly don't even think he's going to be around for 2022. I'd respect that if someone said that. But the reason why he is still on the list is because he's still on the list for nominations. And I don't know how the fuck. And I, I don't have a whole lot of hope. But if his name is on the list for nominations for IPF Worlds and he's the returning best lifter, I got to have him somewhere on my list. Uh, I'm not uber confident about it, but I'm going to keep him on 10. And, uh, and I'm, I don't, I talk to him in DM sparingly here and there. His English isn't great, but here and there, I don't feel comfortable reaching out to him about powerlifting right now. We've talked about it. Like, do, do I reach out and ask him? But it doesn't feel what the fuck was that? Was there, there was like a fucking fairy floating around your head. Moth or something. Oh, God, that thing has, a personality it's so big what the fuck is that that thing has legs it looked like i had a weapon in its hand that was not a moth sir it's got uh, attack. anyways sorry um threw me off there okay but anyways holy shit bill defend yourself um but in terms of uh in terms of the Antoli, so i don't feel comfortable asking about powerlifting at a time like this so i'm gonna leave it um and keep them at number 10 um so arian who do you have for your number nine so last time I had Gavin in as my number nine because he went and did, you know, I was going through to USVI Nationals to go to Worlds 
And then based on his performance at USVI Nationals and the fact that now Chance is in there, now we can see the full nominations where it's going to be Keiko, it's going to be Gavin, it's going to be Chance, it's going to be Sasha. Um, and then uh, is it, uh, I'm trying to think of the last name. Gustav. Gustav. And so it's going to be much more difficult in that weight class now for those top five. Gavin's got the lower deadlift as well compared to the other guys. So I took Gavin off my list and I was like, okay, now who can I put into that spot? And again, I was going a little bit back and forth, but I ended up going with Enrique Lugo just because, you know, he won the PA Nationals. And so now he's going to go to Worlds. He's nominated first for Worlds. He has a decent gap in the nominations, but we'll, we'll see, you know, who, what Bryce and Eric Willis' training is like and everything like that to see how close it's going to be. But now he has the potential to be the world champion and go to Sheffield as well. So I slid him into number nine. Uh, fair enough. What are you saying, Bill? Yeah, I um, previously had Anatoly at number seven. I bumped him down to number nine. Um, basically, exactly what you said. Like, couldn't keep him off the list because just because he's silent doesn't mean he's not training and still not going going to Worlds. So I'm not going to obviously penalize him for that. I mean, hopefully everything's all good with him and everything's safe. But, um, yeah, so I got him at number nine just because of the unknown. But he still has to be on the list, in my opinion. Uh, fair enough. For my number nine, um, I got Bob Matthews. I had Bob Matthews, I, I believe previously is my number nine, and I still have Bob Matthews there. Um, he hasn't competed in 2022, but he's got a whole it, – what he's doing is absolutely insane in the gym right now. Um, his last performance was amazing, and I think he's going to blow past that. Like, I don't know what Bob Matthews' top end is, but at USAPL of Rod Nats, it's going to be fucking crazy to see. I'm expecting – you know, he's doing as a light day what he had previously done, you know, on, on the platform. And this, the weights are just moving smooth. Like, oh, this is my deload now. Like, it's insane what Bob Matthews' potential is. Um, and at U.S. Raw Nats, he's going to unpack something huge. But he hasn't competed yet. And right now it is still potential. So he could shoot up from nine up the rankings. But for now, I got him as number nine. Uh, who's your number eight? Arian. So last time I had uh, Delaney at number eight, and I decided to keep him at number eight now, right now. So just holding him there, just based on what we've seen lately is, you know, he had, I guess, big plans or big numbers going into nationals if things were going well. Unfortunately, you know, things didn't go as well as he thought. So he didn't put up the big toll that he wanted. And on the flip side, our boy Tim Monagati went to the local meet and picked what he needed to just total more than what Delaney did at nationals. So it's going to be a close battle. We'll see, you know, both have uh, a lot of travel, but the, you know, Aussies and New Zealand people, uh, lifters have to travel a lot more and more flights just to get into, you know, a different region. So it's going to be more difficult for Tim to get to South Africa and to compete and everything like that. So Delaney still always has the potential to win. So I didn't want to move him up, but I didn't want to move him down. So I just left him there at eight. Fair enough. How about you, Billy Mack? Hey, Arian, did you know it's only an hour flight from Tokyo from Japan yeah, to you, uh, South Africa? Jesus guy, Christ. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? When I said that on the telecast for uh, – on the broadcast for PA Nets, 
um, my producer for the world championships. Cause I fucking, he went to, so not only is he a TV guy, he went to school for geography. He's got like a fucking degree in geography. And there's a couple of times it's the world's. So you start talking about where people are from the world's. And if I ever get into geography, my man is sliding me notes. He's writing down and he's pissed. He'll like, he's like, dude, how could I did, like, I, I'm not a geography major. All right. But anyways, well done. Sorry. So anyway, um, number eight, I have, uh, let's see, previously I had um, Jonathan Kaiko at number eight. I now have Daniel Clements at number eight. Um, just basically, I moved into Anatoly down a little bit. So I moved uh, Daniel up from number nine to number eight. You know, he's been inactive, but I expect a really good showing from him coming up at uh, June in Las Vegas for USAPL Nationals. Sounds good. Um... For my number eight, I actually have uh, Chance Mitchell. So Chance Mitchell hit a big 875.5 kilo uh, total, red hot. His deadlift is absolutely insane. But not only did he have, in terms of, I like showdowns, right, obviously. And not only in the first quarter did he have a really good one with, um, with Jonathan Keiko, but looking ahead to the 93s at the IPF Worlds, I don't know if it's the best division stacked wise, but it's got to be up there. I'm not completely crunching it yet. This isn't the preview show for worlds, but you could debate. He's in the middle of the best division at IPF worlds. 66s is crazy. You know, one Oh five. There's, there's a lot. There's, there's some stacked fucking divisions. I understand, but my goodness is the 93s Uber stacked. Um, he's no, he's number two seed. However, we know Gavin Aiden has done more. Um, you got Gustav Hedlund, you got Sasha, obviously Keiko, who fucking every time out has a tough night. He's always in the battle. Um, and I, I'm going to, I'm putting him on there. He's got an absolutely amazing deadlift and a little bit of controversy on his third deadlift. And I'll tell you what, a little bit of controversy makes people talk and everybody takes notice. So uh, it is what it is. Um, we'll see. There was so much controversy in the deadlift. You thought he won. For God's nah, sake. I knew you. I was waiting for you. I was waiting for you. I, I, I was giving a pause for a man to come in. Um, yeah, exactly. He, for a second there, he was declared the winner. Uh, but <laughs> Chance Mitchell, I'm going to put him in as my number eight uh, based off of, you know, a sensational showdown with Jonathan and more to come and everybody. And even the drama about him being um, as a reserve and he wasn't in yet. And then people are like, holy fuck, is he going to get in? Is he not? Holy shit. It, it actually, it just helped. It's almost like a storyline after the world's was done. We had another storyline to follow him. And then he gets on the list and now look how stack 93s is at world's. It just all helps. So you people never get your name out of their mouth and chance you look at if whether or not you a Will Smith thing right there, <laughs> let's, let's say I almost started my voice cracked. I got serious for a second, but, but even if chance isn't on your guys list, you got to admit he's the fucking talk of the town right now. A lot of people are talking about either showdown, whether or not he's going to make it at IPF worlds on the list. Now he's on the list. Oh my God. Look how stack 93s are to shoot his lift the past. Oh, I don't know. Did he fully lock it? Like everyone's talking about chance. He's fucking hot right now. Got to admit he, that. And if that weighs heavy on your power rankings, he's going to make it. 
He he's uh the guy everyone's talking about right now because you won't talk about Sasha. Wait till the, the Germans yeah. see you at Worlds, man. They're gonna have a talking to you. Let's see, dude. You <laughs> trying to you keep trying to get me in beefs first off. You're always saying, wait till this person sees you at Worlds. Dom, <laughs> no, you take it easy first off. My Every, bodyguard Tony Cliff ain't around either. Everyone's just gonna line everyone's just gonna line up with their grievances against Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking have to <laughs> open this up a table. You said this thing. That's right. I'm gonna set up a table and be like, all right, I'm ready to get fucking spit on and fucking yelled at and whatever the shit uh but uh all right let's move into the number sevens gentlemen who do you have for your number seven um i can go i had uh sergey fedoshenko as my number seven last time uh unfortunately the you know the russians belarusians are out indefinitely so you know they're not on the nominations and i don't know if they're even going to compete this year because depending on how long this uh, war goes so i just took them off my list and so i went ahead and replaced them with Emil Norling. So I want to put, you know, an IPF person in there. And I think that that weight class is going to be, you know, another one that's going to be a battle and potentially I, I have Anatoly off my list. So you guys kept him in, but I took him off my list because I don't see how he's going to compete. So that helps Emil Norling's chances to, you know, have less people to worry about and have a little bit more of a lead against uh, Coco and Mikey Davis and these other guys. So I put Emil in there. Fair enough. What are you saying, Bill? So previously I had Anatoly at number seven. Like I said, I bumped him down to number nine. Um, and I pumped, put uh, Bob Matthews in there at number seven. Previously I had him at number five, but because of some other pretty big um, totals that happened, you know, otherwhere, I kind of bumped some people up and just, you know, he's been inactive, you know, killing it on in training. So we'll see how that plays out in June at, P, at USAPL Nationals. I assume he'll be back in the top five in short order after that, but I got him down at number seven right now. For my number seven, I have uh, Penna. Now, Penna previously, where did I have Penna? Um, yeah, and I he fell a ranking because he, he didn't compete, but he is still the reigning world champion in the 66s, and the 66s are super freaking hot going into the world championships. Already talked about that. Um, but him not competing and another 66 did compete. A couple of the 66s did compete some of the other competitors. So he's losing a little bit of ground. Um, that's a little bit of foreshadowing with who I might have on my list later on. So he loses a little ground based off of that due to a stitch of recency bias, but he doesn't completely drop away because for God's sake, he is the world champion in one of the most stacked classes in the world. And he's going to be in a sensational showdown, whether or not he wins, loses, whatever he's in the mix and he's the returning titleist. So I got Penna in here and uh, gentlemen, what are you saying for your number six? Are we on six? Number six. Yeah. So <clears throat> I have, um, so previously I had Austin Perkins at number six, you know, obviously, unfortunately due to, you know, the, uh, was a hernia surgery. He ended up, so he's That's pretty right. much out for the year. Um, so I have him off the list completely. And um, I have Brandon Petrie here at number six, previously had him at number four, but again, just a couple big performances bumped him down being inactive. But again, I assume he'll be pretty damn close to that top five again after USAPL nationals. For my number six, last time I had Jonathan Keiko, and again, similar to Delaney Wallace, I just kept him there at the number six for now um, because, you know, he had his, uh, once again, a great performance at Nationals, going nine for nine, getting close to his best numbers and, you know, beating out uh, Chance. 
but you know he's gonna have another battle now against again at worlds once again against chance once again against gavin and then now with these other guys as well with uh, gustav hedlund and sasha from germany so he's gonna be in another war once again that he's just like he's been in he's gonna have to probably go nine for nine again just like he has been so i didn't have a reason to move him up and i didn't have a reason to move him down so i just left him at six for now fair enough uh my number six i have actually delaney wallace um, as my number six, Delaney, uh, he's, even though he's number two in the nominations, he is in my, book, in your heart, in my <laughs> books. Well, I'm not being biased. Listen, I'm in, uh, well, I mean, in, he has registered the biggest total outside of Russell or he, in terms of, uh, like, uh, like the, the last Nats in 2000, was that 2021, but he had 822.5, came in second to Russell, and um, Russ isn't going to be there at the IPF Worlds, and I believe Russ might be the only guy who can defeat him in the world. That's how good Delaney is on a good day. 808 wasn't his best of days. Now, if someone wanted to tell me, um, you know, maybe this is a sign of inconsistency, and maybe we need to worry, because yes, Tim Monagati on the nominations is 810, and Delaney is posted up as an 808. So if you wanted to swap people out and say, look, and I'm going to go with Tim because I think Tim might be more consistent. I'm going to argue Delaney has already proven 822.5 kilo total in a massive showdown with a, with a U.S.'s best, only coming second to Russell or he. Um, so he has had big showdowns before. It's, it, the biggest factor will be how does he deal with travel time zone change the whole nine. But he makes my list. Um, and he's got a major showdown and people will care. And it's the old rivalry in the 83s USA versus New Zealand. So because he's got a big showdown, there's potential for him to shoot up this list. But for right now, I'm going to keep him where I got him. Arian, how about you, sir? Uh, I had uh Keiko. So we're on number five now. So my, for number five, I had uh, Bob Matthews. And so what I did, let me take a look real quick is I actually moved Jesus into my rankings because I took other people off. Like I took Austin Perkins off and I took Sergey off and, and Anatoly off is now I had these open slots. So initially I didn't have Jesus Oliveras on my, on my top 10 because we were hoping Ray Williams would show up the nationals. We'd see another battle and I was going to decide based on how that battle went. Unfortunately, Ray got injured. He didn't go to the nationals. So Jesus can go and do his own thing, but he also put up a monster toll much higher than I was expecting um, even with it, you know, even with me thinking he's not going to go all out and he didn't go all out, it was still much higher than I thought. And now he has the potential to, again, go win another world and put up another monster total, maybe a world record total. So I had to move him up into my list. He's going to be the favorite going in the world as well. So I moved him from unranked all the way up to number five. That's how you cover ground with a performance like that. How about you, Billy Mack? Number five, I have Taylor Atwood. Um, injured right now, you know, Went to PA Nationals, did what he needed to do to win. You know, I think didn't miss. Like it's nine for nine, I believe, or you know, close to that, whatever it was. Um, but um, bench looked good, but the uh, you know squat and deadlift were way down. But again, just playing it safe and just saving it for for Worlds. But um, again, that just that potential of that injury sitting there and possibly still bugging him going forward. I just bumped him down from. I had him at number three down to number five. I have the uh, the exact same number five pick for the exact same reason. Um, he has potential if he just runs through it at IPF Worlds 
and he's 100% and takes best lifter. Even, you know, he wins best lifter of the IPF worlds. Like, yeah, you, you can show up the rankings for sure. If not number one, it depends, right? Depends what every, every, someone does USAPL if it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but, you know, as it stands right now, some people had some really big moments. And um, so I, I, I brought him into the number five position, knowing he could shoot up those rankings. Um, let's crack into number four, Arian. What are you looking at, sir? So last time for number four, I had Anatoly. And so, like I said, for me, I just took him off because from what it seems like, you know, he's not posting anything. And instead he's posting where he's going to like other cities to help people out in the war and everything like that. I, I don't see a way where one he's training or even training, you know, he's not training consistently or maybe even training at all um, that even though they're nominated, I don't know how easy it's going to be for them to even travel. And so with those kind of issues, I just took him completely off for now. I don't see him doing worlds and we'll see how long this war lasts. Maybe they don't even get to do Europeans or anything like that. So I just took him off for now. If he ends up going to worlds or Europeans and pick a big total, I can easily just move him back in later in the year. So I end up moving uh, Bob Matthews from number five up to number four because he can fill in that spot. And also, like you had mentioned earlier, Bob is putting up some monster numbers up on, uh, up on Instagram. His training numbers are ridiculous. He's repping out maxes and stuff like that. And so now he's a contender to Ashton on the USAPL side, where previously I thought going into this year, you know, Ashton's going to win all the pro series money easily. Now you got Bob Matthews there, continue to put on body weight, continue to build up his numbers. And he's going to, he's going to challenge Ashton. 100% agree. Like it's, it's crazy, but Bob Matthews can do this. Um, he's right there with, with Ashton and uh, he just, he hasn't lifted yet and put it on the platform, but so, so he's on my list. He's just not super high yet, but he can fucking shoot up those rankings. Bill, how about you? What do you have for number four? Um, so I have Russell Orhe at number four. Had him previously at number two. Bumped him down to number four. Training's looking really, really good. Deadlift is looking really impressive right now. But um, just based off inactivity and other big events that happened, I just bumped him down to number four. But I, again, very easily after Vegas Nationals, he can be bumped right back up to the top. One, two, three. Okay, dog. I thought we might get in some arguments and shit, but I literally got the same number four as you. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe with the chance, I got my chops busted. But with with the last couple, we're, we're stepping in toe together. I got Russ the same. I mean, he's he's obviously the darling of uh, in of the USAPL for sure. Um, we'll see what he could do. Like the 83 is is is, is very competitive in the USAPL class. Um, you know, they, they got Deuce whom I believe needs a shout out. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about all that maybe at the end when we start doing honorable mentions of certain people don't end up on the list. But I got Russ on there because he has opposition in USAPL. Deuce, Angelo, um, you know, I mean, 83s is pretty stacked in the USAPL. It's probably the most healthy division in the USAPL. Uh, you, you could argue anyways. It's got to be in contention there if you're going to have that debate. So he's on my number four. Let's crack into the top three, gentlemen. Arian, uh, you want to go? Oh, Bill, you go ahead. Yeah, I was going to pop in. So, um, sorry, let me just pull this up really quick. So last time I had um, Taylor Atwood, number three, bumped him down to five. So I have Jonathan Keiko coming in here at number three. Again, just monster total at, you know, PA Nationals, did what he had to do. I mean, I know what you're saying that you said there was, he was in a battle, but like, as long as he didn't miss, he wasn't losing that battle. Like he just basically, you know, 
yes, he was under pressure every time to make those, but he was in control the whole time as long as he made his lifts. And he did. And it was beautiful. He's going to go in as the favorite in 93s. And the dude just don't miss lifts, man. He just don't miss. He's on okay. fire. His last couple meets, man, he's on fire. Listen. <laughs> Fucking the wind is getting taken out of my sails and I need to start going first because I have Keiko for my third as well. And you're fucking killing me on this podcast now. I, I You take all the steam out of everything I'm going to say because you have the exact same person I have and you go before me. But um, I got Jonathan. Uh, so I do think it was a battle. I know what you mean. He was in control. But, I, okay, it, I would equate this to, and I'm going to use boxing as an analogy or MMA because, but it's true. There's a guy who can win round after round after round. You're like, if you look at the scorecards, like, well, he won like, the first six rounds straight, but every round was fucking close and tight. And you were at the edge of your seat. Holy shit. But the champ won. And then second round, holy shit, a war, but the champ won. So when you look at the scorecard, it looks like a landslide. It wasn't though. It, it, it was tight right to the end. You were like, holy shit, this could, this could be it, like when the deadlift started, if he had to miss and he didn't miss, but how often do people just not miss Mr. Perfect? Keiko's turning into Mr. Perfect. He hasn't, he hasn't had a meet where he hasn't gone nine for nine in years. I think it was 2019. Oh, and by the way, we're talking at USAPL Raw Nats, IPF Worlds against like Gavin Aiden, Gustav, Chance, major showdowns. And he doesn't miss. Even under pressure at the top end, he doesn't miss. So when you're watching it, I know what you mean. Like he didn't miss, so it was going to be a solid through. But you start watching and be like, how the fuck long can you just go like 27 and 27 with your lips? Like you have to miss. It, it like, he just doesn't. So I know what you mean. It, it, it could have been not the same battle, you know, if you're just thinking like, I think he's going to go nine for nine. But fuck, it felt pressure. Live, it felt tight. It felt. And when we go to IPF Worlds, this is where you start asking yourself like, can he fucking just seriously never miss? Is he literally Mr. Perfect? Does he not miss? If he misses that world, can we all agree right now? We don't need a major breakdown. Can we all agree? If he misses that world, he's fucking vulnerable. He's vulnerable. It's fucking, that's what makes it so goddamn amazing. How can he keep going nine for nine? Now this time, it's not a one-on-one -on -one showdown. This time, there's five guys coming at him. So you miss once. Like of the five, somebody's going to go nine for nine. Like someone else might have a perfect day. If, the, if you're going into one-on-one -on -one showdown, the chances are if you go nine for nine, is the other guy also going to go nine for nine or whatever? Like it's the, the laws of percentage. When you have five guys coming at you, man, it gets tougher and tougher. It's riveting stuff. Uh, he's my number three because he had a really, it was really fun watching PA Nats, but he's also my number three because going into Worlds, I'm going to have a heart attack. Man. I'm going to have a heart attack calling this. It's funny, you're talking about how it's going to be like five lifters, and you're going to have a heart attack and stuff like that, yet you put him at three, and then you put Chance in there, whereas me, I see it is going to be a battle, so I put Kaiko at six, and I didn't even put Chance in there, so it's interesting the way we're thinking about the scenario. Well, it's just like, um, like I tell you what, if Gavin, if Gavin had really went all out at USVI, the thing is, no one else was there to push him, so, and I do like showdowns, but Gavin, after Worlds, can fucking be way deep on my on the on the power rankings as well he just hasn't yet since us raw nats last time against kaiko um so 
you know, gone full send. He hasn't pulled, he didn't post a massive total at IPF Worlds or a massive total at USVI. I think he's capable of a massive total, but we do need to see it. But I, Gavin is a dude who is an honorable mention who's right there. And if you wanted to take out chance and put Gavin in terms of on my list, you could argue it. I just have chance there because he, he went, he has the bigger total in 2022. He had a massive showdown and he's, you know, whatever, like he's, he's got a lot going on for him right now, but yeah. if someone wanted to argue, it wouldn't, but you know, it's tough because they both did compete in 2022 and, you know, had different results. Yeah. I, I hear you. And for, for my number three, somewhat similar to you guys, I have a Russell or at number three, whereas you guys have number four. He was on my number three before for me, so I just kept him at that number three because he hasn't done anything yet. I don't see anyone who's done anything to jump him. Um, I agree with what Bill said where his training numbers are looking good. Someone I think was mentioning to me today that on his latest YouTube video, he said he was like injured, but I haven't got a chance to go look at it to see what it was and how serious it is. And so between that plus, yeah, there's always the other competitors. There's always the Deuce had a good performance at the Arnold. Uh, Sean had, you know, good uh, good squat PR this week. Angelo is always there. So there's always going to be these other guys that could potentially knock him off. And now you're going from 83 kilos down to 82 and a half. So we'll see for if any of them, that extra half kilo also makes a difference. But for now, I'm just holding him off at number three until we see what he does. Yeah, well, Russell's the only one who hasn't made that yet. The other three. So Sean... Angelo Deuce have all competed this year so far. So they have been 82 and a half. Um, but again, it shouldn't make a difference at all for Russ, to be honest with you. He's a pro. They're all pros, man. They're all pros over there. <laughs> all right. Let's do our number two. <laughs> Billy Mack, you want to give yours, sir? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll just do two and one like we did last time. Sure. So last time I had Ashton number one, Russell Orhe number two. This time I have Ashton Rouska as my number two bumping down. He had a great performance at the Arnold, um, you know, won the Grand Prix, was number one overall in the, in the pro points. So now he's done two pro meets and been number one in both of those pro meets. So he's the, the leader in the clubhouse over there. Um, but again, nothing, I guess, out of the ordinary for him. It's been his standard 955-ish, whatever, total kind of thing. Didn't even take a third deadlift. Um, actually benched close grip this time just to change things up and make it a little bit tougher on himself. And then... Um, yeah, I have a new person on my list. And so Jesus Alvarez, I have him sitting there at number one overall, had him off the list completely. He came out and he proved that he is the best drug-free power lifter in the world right now. Um, you can't change my mind on this one. The only thing that irked me a little bit was that it didn't go for Ray's biggest total and like give him three more kilos on there to beat Ray's, you know, 11, 12 or whatever it was. But, you know, what I mean, so he did 11.10, right, was the, the number Jesus did, I believe? He did 11.10, that's right. Yeah, yeah 11.10, friggin' massive. He had more left in the squat, looked like he had more left in the deadlift. Bench was pretty close to the limit. But, um, you know, potential to obliterate the, you know, world record total at um, coming up in South Africa. And the sky's the limit for this kid, man. I mean, we talked about Ray Williams being the best powerlifter of all time. Well, guess what? This guy is right, ready to put him right and be, make put Ray in his rearview mirror, and it's no longer the Ray Williams. Oh my God! Show now it's just Jesus. We don't even have to compare them anymore. It's just Jesus now, man. The dude is unreal. Okay, so um, you fucked me. All right, <laughs> that's my number two and my number one. 
you literally have the exact same number two and one as me as well. Every time we're doing this now. So fuck, I should have went first. But anyways, let me just snowball that for everything. Um, yeah, Ashton, uh, he, he's, he's obviously in pole position here for the USAPL on these money meets, um, 955. And like you said, he looks like he's kind of cruising along. So I'd like to see him tested. I think Bob Matthews is going to be able to do this. So he, he has a showdown coming up, which I like as well. I don't like just straight up cruise control with nothing to look forward to. I'm, I'll start losing interest. Well, Bob Matthews is going to come back in 2022 and we're going to have a showdown. So I'm interested in that. And uh, so he's my number two in terms of Jesus Alvarez. Holy fuck, man. Talk about stealing the show in PA Nats. I realized like we had some showdowns at PA Nats and some people like, like Garcia and, and Manzo and Kristen Dunsmore and Savitt. And like, we had, we had some showdowns to be excited about and it was good. Um, but for him to come in, and just steal the show with his performance. If we were ever thinking, is he going to hold back? Or, you know, what, what kind of, is he going all out? What's, what's he doing? The hype he brought when he hit that third squad and started pounding his chest and yelling like, like fucking, like King Kong after he just conquered Godzilla. It was crazy. I, when you were there live and he was right in front of you hitting those kind of numbers, it was like, Oh my God. Um, it was nuts, man. The energy in the room, standing room only, you know, and everybody was on their feet when he walked out for that third squat. And when he started yelling in the crowd and then the whole dynamic of his brother being there, you know, his, his mom was there, his dad was there, his brother was there, that he was competing with his brother. And if his brother missed the lift, because his brother would squat first, he'd exit the platform and Jesus would be waiting to go on. And Jesus is about to meet some crazy fucking weight. And Jesus, I'll never forget, it's his little brother, missed a lift, leaving the platform. And Jesus waited and was staring to make eye contact. And, and Pablo wasn't going to look up, looked up because you know you could feel when someone's staring at you. And it's your big brother's, so you give him the respect, looked up. And Jesus gave him the like, didn't say nothing, the little head nod, like, it's all right, head up, hey. You know, it's the, we got some lifting to do. That was it. You just felt it. And then Pablo's gave him the nod back and kept walking. And then it, there was a fucking moment, man, where you don't have to say much. You know, when your crew and your boys and you understand when you, when you know him and he knows you and your head's down, he knows what you're feeling. And he's like, fucking chin up. Man. Like that, that, that gif of the uh, basketball player rolls up on the other basketball player, Mr. Shot and his head's down. He puts his chin up and keeps walking and doesn't say a goddamn thing. It's like, you know, it, it meant the whole thing was special. Jesus, the brothers period stole the show, but Jesus, it was special in the energy on that kid. Um, the performance he put through out of his age, he's, he was 23. He's going to be 24. So he's in the open officially, but he was 23. It's insane. You're right, Bill. This is the Jesus Oliveras era. And he's doing it at 23. Um, by the time he's 30, like Ray's got five world titles. Is it? I don't want you, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but Jesus can start collecting world titles, go to Sheffield and battle Ray head up in Sheffield and then keep it moving from there. And it's up to the rest of the world. Let someone come forth. Let somebody come forth. If you think you want to rumble with Jesus, maybe it's Pablo. Maybe Pablo can start catching up. Maybe it's Hagen. Maybe it's whoever, but there's some people around. Somebody's got to step up, man. It's exciting. This is the Jesus Oliveras era. And, um, uh, 
fuck man i'm i'm i don't care who who shows up a world's i some people ordinarily i'm the guy who's like i need a showdown i need matchups jesus Oliveras proved to me at peanuts it's so special i don't give a fuck uh, let it let just i am there to see what jesus does it's gonna be crazy yeah, you go to these meets, right? You go to, you know, whether it was, you know, USAPL Nationals before, you know, IPF Worlds, whatever. You know, we've all, we've all been to all the, these different, you know, competitions and, you know, coaching and whatever it is. But, like, when Ray was on the platform, it was a completely different place. doesn't matter if we were in, you know, Belarus or a different – it doesn't matter what continent you're on or wherever it is. Atlanta, it doesn't matter. When he would go on the platform, it becomes a completely different – feel and that's exactly what it's going to be like for jesus now on you know i wasn't in austin with you guys but i'm sure it was the same kind of feeling there when he's when he steps on that platform in south africa every time he's up there everyone's going to be standing up and cheering and like he's the guy now man he's the guy he's the the ipf savior now i don't know about that but um (laughs) but he's going to be the but he's going to be the poster boy like he's legitimately the the guy like you know ESPN is going to pick him up. He's going to be on there, you know, reposted, whatever it is. Like he's the, he's the thing in powerlifting right now. He, he 100 per fucking cent. Um, in terms of Eurosport, you tell me Eurosport's not going to be like, we have to have this. We're, we're doing the prime times for IPF worlds on purpose to be like TV selections and like trying to work it out for time with television stuff. Like Zeus is going to blow up worldwide, globally. He, yes. He 100% is going to fly that flag for powerlifting, you know, and we couldn't have a better guy. And when I had him on the, um, the broadcast and we did an interview, he's now even at 23, he's able to start collecting his thoughts and articulate what he wants to say directly in a tight answer and hit the main spots. And he's not afraid to open up and t- like he, he, he was getting emotional right there. He's getting emotional with me. And I'm like, damn, you could feel it. It's, he's ready. He's ready emotionally, maturity-wise, and as an athlete, and like there's something. The when even when he celebrates afterwards, you're like, "Fuck!" It's like watching a titan when he beat his chest, like watching a titan beat his fucking chest, and you're like, "Holy shit! This is great. This could be the strongest man in the world." You know, um, just like for in terms of the three lifts, come on, come on, come come at it if you want some. You know, you you know where to find them. Um, and with Sheffield. Yeah, he'll steal the show. Arian, what are your thoughts, my man? Well, well I was just going to add in there that, uh, like, yeah, you moved him from three to one. I moved him from unranked to five. And then Wild Bill moved him from unranked to first. So that shows, like, yeah. how, cra- how crazy that performance was and how unexpected it was for us. And all of a sudden, we're like, holy crap, he's totaling that. Um, the other thing I was just going to mention as far as, yeah, with the world and the viewership and stuff like that is he's the last day at 2.30 p.m. Uh, time over there, which is around – 8 30 a.m our time you know on a saturday morning so um you know people can wake up early on a saturday and be able to watch him do this incredible performance but also it's going to be like the last thing we see before we go to the banquet and we get the best lifter awards too what if he's third what if he's second what if he's the first best lifter and so that's going to be i think that the big talk is like to close the championship see how he is for best lifter see if he breaks the world record total and then be able to talk to him at the banquet and hang out i think everyone's going to be wanting to take pictures with them and talk to him and everything like that Oh, hell yeah, man. Listen, oh. he's he's like when you meet him in real life, he's such a soft spoken, nice <laughs> dude and approachable as shit. Like he looks like when he's on the platform and when he's celebrating, it's like, oh, my God, he's a monster. 
but he's such a soft-spoken, like approachable, nice dude. Uh, you see him at the banquet. I don't think he drinks. Like he's just like kicking it in the back, just chilling. And and you know, <laughs> it's he's. It, I don't know. It's so funny when you when you when you meet him, you might have all these expectations, man. He's throw that right out the window, man. And he's approachable too, which is good. So anybody who meets Jesus Oliveras, you'll be like happy you met him, and he'll take pictures with you, and you'll be like, fuck, okay, I'm glad he's a nice guy. He's not, uh, you know. It hasn't gone to his head. Yeah. And, and and now to be a downer with my final two picks I had <laughs> last time I had Taylor at one and Ashton at two, and I just kept Taylor at one and Ashton at two. So I kept my one through three, the same as a holding pattern to see how they perform in, in bigger meets. So with Ashton, you know, he did do the Arnold Grand Prix. Like Bill said, he tied his PR Toro. He didn't have to do his final deadlift. He's number one in the pro series. So now he can go into nationals. Uh, get a national title, um, get a perfect hundred score in the pro series and go to the pro series finals. So I just kept him at two. He's doing his thing, posting his uh, lifting on, uh, on Instagram. Everything's looking good. And for Taylor, yeah, he didn't have to do anything at nationals. He just had to get the title. Um, but he's getting to go to worlds again. He has obviously a good shot to win worlds. As long as he stays healthy, he can just, you know, bump up the, you know, his from whatever he did, 730, whatever it was, to go up to like 750, 775 should be a comfortable win for him. So I don't think he's going to hit a PR total or a world record total, anything like that, but he's going to get another world title. And potentially on what he decides to total, what him and Jason decide, he could potentially be top three or even first in the best lifter awards because he could easily do like a 775 or 785 healthy and be up there at 115, 116 points up there with Keiko, who's in a battle. And so he could potentially still win best lifter, still win the best, uh, win the world title without having to go all out. So I know it's not like a credible battle. It's not like a huge total like people saw in Daytona. Um, and same thing for Ashton. He just hit a PR total, nothing crazy. Um, I just kept him there for now. And we'll see if he ends up, you know, getting injured or something like that. And Jesus has a monster performance. I can move him up. But to beat the king or to be the king, you have to beat the king. So I want to see what Jesus does when Taylor is actually pushing a little bit more and when Ashton and Rush are going all out at nationals. Fair enough, man. I respect it. I do want to say a couple things, just like in the last podcast, we have some honorable mentions, some people that came super close and I had to mull over if I wanted to add them onto the list. Um, here's a couple for myself, Joe Jordan, USVI. It was, I said, I want to talk about him later on. I had to mull this. So I couldn't, Swap Pena. Pena won a world title. Um, he hit 700 against Eddie Berglund in at an international competition with international refing at Europeans. And um, I get it. He missed French nationals and hasn't competed in 2022, but we can't just pretend he didn't win the world title and uh, then hit 700 against Berglund. You know, like, like we can't just pretend these things didn't happen already. So I couldn't swap him, but Joe Jordan is a monster. And hits 700 kilo and is a fucking problem. And Pena is has injured, openly said. This is injured. This isn't, you know, backroom talk here. So Pena to beat Joe Jordan is going to have to be 100%. And he is not 100%. The reason why he missed French Nationals is because he didn't want to do it. It's because he was injured. Um, so it's dicey. It's tough. This is, this is one of the toughest tests that Pena will face in his career and he might be coming in injured and that's the defending world champion. Um, also Jonathan Garcia had a phenomenal showing as well. Uh, in terms of storyline, he, he was, he got to hold back a little bit. If he went full send, 
Um, he probably would have been around the 700 kilo and maybe he would have been introduced on the list, but it's not really a good idea to go full send when you're this close to world. So take the win, get your ticket to worlds, but he could jump up the rankings. If Jonathan Garcia wins with his storyline. And let me say something about that podcast. You know how many fucking people are in my DMS talking about, um, like in reposting, like, Oh my God, that's such a uh, beautiful story. And whatnot. um, if you haven't heard the Jonathan Garcia podcast episode, go listen to it. Holy freaking smokes. You're going to become a Jonathan Garcia fan at the end of that. It's impossible not to like the guy. Chance Mitchell reposted about it. And then we were talking in DMs. He's like, look at, um, I, I'm training Joe and, and Jonathan's got to go down because Joe's, <laughs> my, Joe's my boy. But he's like, would be lying if I didn't say if fucking that was that was a, like you gotta like the kid, respect the kid, and be like you know you look at Jonathan different now. He's like I gotta admit I like Jonathan. I'm a Jonathan fan now. Um, I, I have you know I gotta make Joe win, but it's tough, man. And um, also Deuce Gruden, um, I couldn't bump Delaney to put Deuce on there. Delaney's hit previously a higher total than Deuce has had. Uh, Delaney's got a potential to be an IPF world champion. So previously Delaney's done more in the future. Delaney could be an IPF world champion. Deuce is, I don't think going to beat Russ. So, but Deuce had a phenomenal showing at, at the Arnold. So it's worth mentioning. And I hummed and hawed about it, but could not put Deuce on there just because, um, you know, he's, he's behind Russ and I don't think he's going to take that. And yeah, he totaled more than Delaney did at PNS, but Delaney's, Delaney's top end, he's proven head-to-head against Deuce. You know, head, head, Deuce had a, a fair one against Delaney, and Delaney took it. So I, I couldn't couldn't do it, but it deserves mention. Deuce caught my attention. He came back, uh, beat Angelos, another one-and-one. One. So he has a rivalry there, and we'll have the trilogy at USAPL Raw Nat. So that's, you know, it's worth mentioning there. And uh, let me just see. So Deuce... <laughs> Joe Jordan. Oh, and obviously we already mentioned Gavin Aiden. Um, I think if Gavin, Gavin, you know, went full send to us, if USVI went as he wanted it to missed weight and that storyline, he came on on the podcast and talked about it. And like, it just wasn't going to work out for him. So that's fine. He has an opportunity at worlds to show up. Um, if everything lined up, like he wanted it to Gavin would probably be on my list. It didn't. That's fine. He has an opportunity in, in, in a couple months and uh, he could be the talk of the town if he wins a 93 kilo clash and he sure as hell could. He's that good. So um, Gavin was super duper close for me. Did you gentlemen have anybody else that I didn't mention that was close to being on your list? You hum and hawed and thought, fuck. <laughs> but I, don't could- know about, I don't know about hum and haw, but I was just going to agree with you with the 66s. It's, it's going to be such a great battle between the top five that I just don't want to touch it because yeah, Eddie has to cut weight, you know, four or five kilos. Panna's injured. Joe uh, Joe Jordan is coming up. He's doing well, but, you know, he's the new guy. And then you have this guy, Kyoto from Japan, who I've never heard of. He's up there with a 678. And then, of course, I have my own lifter, Jonathan. So I was like, for now, I'm not going to touch it. I want to see how things play out. And also, I think that kind of makes me biased towards the 67.5 kilo class on the USAPL side. So you guys had Daniel Clements in there, but I feel like there's such a big battle here in the 66s that it may take away from Daniel if he doesn't have as much competition at nationals. And it's harder for people to compare because he has the extra one and a half kilos body weight. And people are going to be like, oh, well, if he had to cut that extra one and a half kilos and travel to South Africa, he won't be able to do what Joe Jordan does or what Panna does or whatever like that. So I just kind of kept them all out. Uh, and then the other person, the other group I was going to add was from the 105s. 
I wasn't sure where to put Mikey Davis because he had the grip issues at nationals. So he has a potential to figure out the grip issues and win the weight class or potentially have the grip issues again. And maybe even get third or fourth because that's a stack class again with five guys that are battling it out. So I was trying to figure out where to put him in, but I just left him out for now. Uh, well, I, I could, let me also say, so Michael Davis, yes. Um, Emil, I would have put a mill probably for Michael Davis just because previously he's, he beat Anatoly head up. I think he's got a higher total um, at an international competition for sure. And he beat Anatoly's head up and um, you know, he's a junior world champion. I know Michael Davis did too, but still I, I would have put a mill probably before Michael Davis. Also Lugo was on my mind. Um, but to, to, for me to put on Lugo, I got to take off Bob Matthews. Not going to do that. I got to take off Anatoly out of respect He's the best lifter. I'm not going to do that. Am I going to take off Delaney Wallace? Delaney's got a phenomenal showdown. Um, and, uh, and I'm super excited about it. And I, you know, I, I, I just couldn't not yet. Lugo's got to, um, for me, he's fresh on the scene. He's worth mentioning. And if he wins worlds goes to Sheffield, well, now he's right in the mix and yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk, but, uh, not yet, but he was, he's on the cusp. He was right on the cusp for me. Those guys I had to talk about. I think a mill, a mill as well. I know one of you gentlemen had a mill. I actually didn't have Daniel Clements on my list this time. I did last time. He got bumped. He hasn't lifted in 2022 and you're 100% right. Um, he doesn't have a, like a stick of showdown. How, do, how are you going to compare to 66 going on right now? I, imagine the IPF world's had Glykick and Ilya in there. Fucking shut the front door, dude. <laughs> Seriously, it, we're catching a draft. Well, why I'm is the front door open? Right <laughs> I'm fucking chilly right here. Shut that motherfucker and lock it. Because... The 66s in the IPF is so red hot. If Russia comes back, it's 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 red hot without Russia. You add Gladkick and Ilya in there, and Ilya is a year older now. It's insane. We have so many guys capable of right around 700. They either hit it previously or, you know, about to. Fuck, man. That's where, like, Daniel, it's tough because it, it, Daniel gets a little bit overshadowed because he's such a phenomenal lifter. And he, he is also an honorable mention on mine that he's so close. But he do, he's not going to have a big show. This is sports. It's like, who are you playing against? He's not going to have the big showdown that's deep, one through five. And if Russia comes back, one through six, seven, it's insane. And um, if he was in that mix, uh, he's capable. If he could cut the 66, those last, that last kilo and a half is a motherfucker. And, and you got to travel in the whole nine. You got to prove yourself. Like, that's not small. But you can't compare totals, home cooking to flying to the side of the world when these guys have to go to like some Americans are going to travel to fucking South Africa, a full day's travel in six time zones or whatever the shit it is. You can't compare the totals that, that doesn't work. You got to show up. But, um, I kind of like, I fucking would have loved if Daniel, he's one dude, if, cause, cause in USAPL, he doesn't have this. If I could just grab him and drop him in the IPF and see what happens in the six and sixes. Oh my Lord. Would that not be amazing? But um, it is what it is. Maybe in the future. Still, you have yeah. So for, yeah, for me, I mean, Bryce Lewis was close for me. He dropped a ninety kilo class, um, so he was he weighed in like eighty nine point seven or something like that. So basically, he dropped fifteen kilos in like eight months, nine months, whatever it was, something crazy like that. Um, and you know, put up a good total, eight thirty seven and a half. I mean, not his best by far. But um, his points wise was pretty close to his best ever. And um, it was a pretty hand, I mean, it was pretty solid um, total too. Like he definitely had more in the tank on everything. Um, and then Jared Martin, 
Uh, we put up a 935 at the Arnold, weighing it at like 123. Um, so, you know, he was, you know, he's been, you know, him, Dennis, Mike T were kind of the three big 125 slash 120 kilo lifters in the USAPL for quite some time. Um, and he just put up a, a monster meet. And I think him back in the 125s is going to do him good. So he had a nice meet. There it is. Anybody else, gentlemen? I mean, uh, we could, we wouldn't be, you don't want to drift too far away and start, right? And start just rattling off everybody who you like. But um, yeah, I mean, there was some movement here and there's going to be some more movement. And the gentlemen were not mo- losing as many towards like targeting world games, et cetera, that we had previously had on the list. But there's the Anatoly situation. So we'll keep everybody updated on what happens with Anatoly because um, that's obviously, that's a big one. If he's out, uh, that opens the door for worlds for a lot of people to be a world champion and win best lifter. He impacts world championship and best lifter. And I'm he'll be like right off the power rankings because I'm assuming he's not coming back unless he comes back for Europeans. Look at, let me say something. How about this? Let's say he's out for worlds. Let's say Emil wins the world championship. He's going to Sheffield the whole night. What if Anatoly is back in time for the European championship and Emil actually does European championship and they clash again. We know Anatoly beat Emil. We know Emil beat Anatoly. And then, and then Emil took the world title. Now Anatoly's like, let's, let's settle this. Let's do it one more time. Run it back at Europeans. That's, that's fucking, that'll be, I'd tune in for that European championship. I'd wake up at whatever time zone it was and watch it. And then and it'll totally be like, yeah, I'll watch Sheffield. Next world championships, I'm coming for Sheffield. Because he could do it, man. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if if things clear up for him really fast, there's the Arnold Class in Great Britain at the end of September. And if it takes longer, there's, you know, the Europeans, like you said, and the November, beginning of December in Poland. So, potential. I, I imagine he makes it to Sheffield. If he does well, a regional. Yeah, but I mean, it depends on when they select the lifters and if it's too late at that point. And You're right. Then the regionals, can... but the regionals have no. From what I read, it you have, I don't know. I thought what I read was that it's not it's regional lifters, not regional championships that they're taking people from. But you can you can use that meet. I'm pulling up right now. You can use that meet because it says athlete eligibility competed at IPF World or regional event. So okay. to keep him, but, but so you're both, you're both right. You're both making good points. So yeah, he could compete at a regional event cause he's going to miss worlds and potentially still go to Sheffield, but also, yeah, maybe the Sheffield selection will be by the time he's able to do a regional event, because this thing in Ukraine is still ongoing by the time he's able to, it might be like, look, it's, it's too late. We'll, we'll probably see you next year or whatever. So, I mean, he might not even be able to do a regional event at all this year. He might not be able to compete at all this year. Who knows? Uh, but it would be it's an or interesting he might show story. up at worlds and win so I mean, we don't show know up <laughs> we literally don't know so. he literally could show up at worlds and become best lifter yeah it's again and then we could be talking about you know him going on a streak for best lifters how who's got the record for best lifters in the men's in the classic either ray either ray or fedesienko or i know they went back and forth a couple times right i'd have to double check that i'm not sure which one and what it was you, how what the number was you were saying Taylor, who, you were saying who has the most best lifters? Yeah, for IPF so, World Championships. So Sergey won four, 2012, 14, 15, and 16. And Ray won two, 17 and 18. 
So he would need four. So Anatoly's at one now. He needs three more to tie. Four more to win it off. He's got a little and, ways. And, and Taylor's at one as well. So maybe he tries to go for a second one this year. Yeah. And Taylor might be looking. So then he'd just need two more to tie three more. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to stay on top and because like you're, you have to beat the best of the best in the tournament. <laughs> so that's tough, man. Stay healthy year after year and do this. Um, we have to see. Anyways, gentlemen and listeners, first off, let me <coughs> sneeze and get this out of the way. Wherever you're at, please do subscribe. Give us high ratings. Don't miss these podcasts. We got a few already that are about to drop and I don't want you to miss these. So subscribe wherever you're listening to give us high ratings and let us know your thoughts on our picks, put it up in your, you know, in your stories, tag us, we will repost. And uh, if you want to slide in DMS, any of our DMS, get a little sports debate going, come, but make sure you come correct because we are. So until next time, six pack lap it at, we're out.